0: Welcome to the Defiant Business Podcast, a business podcast produced by Defy the Status Quo for forward-thinking businesses and savvy professionals looking to defy the status quo of mediocre customer experiences, barely surviving businesses, and haphazard business development. We'll explore best marketing and sales practices, improving business processes, attracting your ideal clients or customers, striking your perfect work-life balance, business basics, intentional inclusion in business, and so much more. Thank you for joining me today. Let's do this. Wow. So... (laughs) How about like just before I was about to push the go live button uh StreamYard is like uh you don't have any devices connected like what the heck like of course I have devices connected um and like I like I just saw myself I don't understand what's happening here so here we are it is Monday morning and I'm going to give people a couple minutes to jump on since I was late because I could not connect, right? Um, So this morning, uh, while I'm giving people a few minutes to jump onto the live here, I wanted to take a minute to reflect on the C3EB Summit that was created by Dr. Aparajita Girigunta, Dr. AJ, Coach AJ, Uh, one of my clients and one of my friends and uh, DTSQ, my company defy the status quo was a, was the content partner for it. Right. So, and I was a speaker and I got to speak on some things that were very important to me and life experiences that, you know, used to be a lot harder to share, but I've been working on it. I've been working on it because I feel like it can help people. So, that is, that was just wonderful for me. And for those of you who were able to be there and support me, I really appreciate it. Oops, somebody is sending me a message. Let me make sure it's not somebody reminding me that I'm not live. Uh, yeah, so it was, it was somebody asking me if I'd gone live yet, probably because, <laughs> probably because of those technical difficulties that I had. So, okay. Um, so if you are watching this live, please go ahead and put hashtag live in the comments. Let me know you're here. Say good morning, happy Monday or wretched Monday, whatever it is that you want to say. And if you are watching the replay, put hashtag replay and whether this is, you know, Monday morning for you, Monday afternoon, Monday evening. Thank you so much for taking the time to be here and let's go ahead and get started. Today, we are going to talk about repurposing your webinar content. So you've marketed the webinar. You came up with your idea. You marketed the webinar, hopefully the way that I told you in the previous Marketing Monday. If not, make sure you go and check that out, but create your marketing plan. You marketed it. You delivered it. It was great. Value was huge. Value was huge. And you're so happy with it. Now what? Now, what? Shouldn't you just create a gated evergreen webinar? Duh. All right, so how many, you know, then you have to ask yourself, how many people have done that? If you've ever done that, how well has that worked out for you? The big thing that a proper gated webinar has in it, Uh, Or that, you know, the gated webinar, the big thing is that it is evergreen. And you're like, this is so great. It's available on demand is typically what we call it. It's wonderful. But there's no deadline. There's no scarcity. There's no, oh, like there's no compulsion, right? Like if I don't attend this webinar today, like that's it. There's none of that there. So like what's going to drive people to watch that? Okay. So what? So it's a lead gen piece. Now this works out. I think if you've built up some authority, if you have a reputation for creating amazing content, then yes, that could potentially work out really well for you. But, um, yeah. Okay. So like AJ said, once the event is done, you hibernate. Okay. So once you're done hibernating, then that's what you have to ask yourself. How do I repurpose all of this wonderful content that I have? So, I'm actually going to share with you some of the ways that I recommend to my clients um, from in terms of from the easiest to the hardest or what consumes the least amount of resources to what consumes the most amount of resources. So at a minimum, you can do some of the very basic things. And actually, I just realized I forgot to create one of my little banners here. So I'm going to be honest with you guys, it's Monday. I don't even know why I picked Monday for this sort of thing, but I did. I think it's because it alliterates, you know, marketing Monday. Um, but it does help me get off on the right start. So, okay, so the easiest thing you could do, social media posts. Social media posts, somebody should be taking notes, you can repurpose questions from your Q&A, like all of the cues during your Q&A can be social media posts at a minimum. That is somebody in your target audience who is asking you a question, like they they are giving you the marketing intelligence right now. So anything from your Q&A could potentially be a social media post, like you just type it up, type, 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 right? Um, and then for all of the other ideas that I'm going to present to you, these things should be promoted and distributed on social media. So that's always something you should keep in mind. I don't, I don't want to call it a social media monster, right? Like we're always taking these different bits of content and like your social media is like this big monster with like this distended dislocated jaw that just unhinges and you're like, ah, ah, content, content, content. I don't want to call it like that because then that kind of leads you to be like, just throw whatever in there. So let's call it your social media machine, all right? Like you are always feeding this machine so it can, you know, connect you with the right people, connect you with new people, generate leads for your business. So it's your social media machine, let's say, and it needs fuel and your content is the fuel. So all of these ideas, right, again, from easiest to hardest, you can feed into your social media machine. So next Easiest one, blog posts. You can take the main points of your webinar and turn those into blog posts. Usually when I do this, uh, my advice to anybody is to get a transcript and then get it cleaned up. So if you've ever gotten a long transcript, like maybe you've had something transcribed and then you get it back and you're like, it's gonna be so great, I've got the transcript. Have you ever tried to read a really long transcript? It's horrible, horrible. I hate doing it. So what I do is I use an AI program that transcribes my audio, and then I work with a professional transcriber um, who then blogifies, and you may have heard me talk about this term before, but they blogify the transcript. And then Sylvia, my awesome social media magician, that's her new official title, y'all. She's a social media magician. So my social media magician will go and create the the graphics and everything for it. (laughs) Yeah machine. Uh, she'll go ahead and create all the graphics for it. She puts it in WordPress for me and I go back and I just kind of do my little edits. I do some links and linkage, you know, hook it up. And those are the blog posts. Now you could do one or you can do a series. And now if you do set your webinar up as a gated piece of content, then you can always include as your CTA, check out our webinar on this topic. So now you've created a blog post top of the funnel content, right? That can then point people toward this evergreen webinar. So uh, don't get me wrong. Like if you, It's not saying that you shouldn't have your webinars as available as gated evergreen content, but what else are you doing to drive interest? And that's a lot of what these ideas are about. So, blog posts can be one or it can be a series. I highly recommend expanding a little bit on what you said to generate new interest, particularly if people who've attended your webinar, they're like, okay, well, if this is just the same thing, why should I read this blog post? So, you can always remarket to those same people and say, hey, we talked about X during the webinar. This is your attendee list, right? So, in your email marketing per se. Um, For example, you can say, we talked about X during the webinar and we wrote a blog post that gives you a bit more information about this. So now they're like, oh, I already learned it during the webinar and now there's more information. So you give them a reason to go ahead and check it out. So podcast episodes, podcast episodes. If you already have a podcast for your business, then repurposing a webinar just makes sense. You just pull out that audio I would chunk it up, you know. Maybe your webinar, maybe your podcasts are normally an hour long, so you can just pop your webinar into that if you want. But if you really want to put like some, you know, some secret sauce on it, what I would do is I would take the webinar, I would pull out audio snippets that you like. And then create new audio, it further expounding on particular points, or or you can even bring in like a guest co-host and say, Oh, you know, me and my special host, guest co-host, we're going to talk about different points that came up during the webinar. So you could play the section of audio and then you guys can talk about it and then play another section, you know? So again, you're kind of repurposing the content. You're not reinventing the wheel. And... <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, AJ. Uh, but you're not reinventing the wheel exactly, right? But you are creating new content. So this could be a way for you to reach out to a new content partner. Like you've already done this webinar, but maybe let's say I do a webinar and I want to bring in one of my other content professional buddies and like hey like so let's talk about this let's say i do a webinar on repurposing content maybe i bring in another guest content person who you know we kind of have overlapping overlapping audiences, but we don't exactly serve the same audience. And so doing like a co hosted podcast episode would be beneficial to us. And we can, you know, talk about those different pieces that popped up during the webinar. And the reason why I say still use the original audio is that it just is something different. It shows a certain level of professionalism, in my opinion. And you can hire this out but it's not a super uh complicated task in terms of just taking this piece of audio and pairing it together so even if you've never really done it before it's not it either you take the time to learn it and it's not super hard to learn it or you hire it out like that's all i'm gonna say about that one (laughs) graphics graphics big and small graphics so big graphic infographic yeah. So like if Sylvia and I talk about it and we take this live stream, for example, and, and she's like, hey, yeah, let's turn this into an infographic. I'm like, cool, Sylvia, let's go. Or or, you know, I'm working with, you know, a, a different graphics person or whatever. Uh, you can turn a large piece of content, pull out all of the salient points and make them into an infographic. The best ones have a lot of data points and you can use little visuals and all this other stuff. Right. Data visualization is very important and it makes for wonderful Uh, infographics, or you can turn them into graphics carousels, which we've talked about in a previous live stream in terms of taking your Instagram carousels and putting them onto LinkedIn. Now on Instagram, you just need the images and you can upload the the pictures and it increases the the amount of time that somebody spends on your post. If you're doing it on LinkedIn, you need to save it as a PDF and upload it as a document, not as a series of images. But again, increases the length of time somebody is on your post, which is great for your algorithm, but also it gives you a way to offer a series of bite-sized bits of information that people can easily consume. So anything that pops up in your webinar, again, same way you would do it for the blog posts, the same way you do it for the podcast episodes, anything that pops up that you can kind of create a series for or a bit of a story arc, go ahead and turn those into graphics for like a carousel for like a series, okay? So finally, I wanted to talk about video and you're like, wait, wait, wait. I just went through all that work putting on the webinar. What do you mean video, Ruthie? Yes, yes, video, video. Okay, so uh, there's a few ways to do this. So you can, of course, edit out, you could take your long webinar and cut pieces out. Boom, boom, boom. If you want to put it on IGTV, I think it can only be 10 minutes long. Right. I think, I think it could only be 10 minutes long if you wanted to repurpose chunks of your webinars and stuff and put it on IGTV. Um, you can also share it on LinkedIn. I think it can only be 10 minutes if you're sharing on LinkedIn. I could be wrong. And then Facebook. And, and you can post all these little snippets everywhere. Make sure you're putting some time and effort, though, into the text portion, because some people are like, OK, cool. But I'm not watching your 10 minute video. But if you put something compelling in the text, they'll still comment on it they'll still comment on it. So don't pass up the text. Make sure you formulate something compelling to make people want to reach out. Um, these short segments can do really well on YouTube as well. So don't be afraid to put them there. Um, and you, again, just like with the video, you could take a segment, a piece, and then insert new recordings as you review it if you want to add in extra things and, and turn it again and kind of spin it into a brand new piece of content without reinventing the wheel. Now, this one I love. What about using it for a highlight reel? Let's say for your next webinar, as people are joining, you have a a two minute highlight reel from past webinars that include chunks from your different webinars to kind of get people hyped. and then you can also use pieces of your webinar as part of a new uh, event reel or like a promo reel. And I actually wanted to show you an example of that that we've done for the podcast. And this promo reel didn't even include actual audio, which you know we may or may not change, but it adds a lot of professionalism. So I'm gonna go ahead and play it for you. It's only 30 seconds. Uh, okay. Yeah. Sorry. That was me over here. But um, yeah, so I super really like that song that I picked that one, picked that one out, but I really like it. So that didn't even include audio. But what it did was it showed people like, hey, this is already done. Look at these people. Look at them smiling. Look at them talking. And it just adds a lot of professionalism there. And of course, it's great promotion for the guests as well to kind of get people excited. So just consider that like if you plan on doing something regular go ahead and make these types of promos and tag your guests tag people who are interested Uh, make sure you put them on your website and speaking of putting them on your website don't forget to add these opportunities to your experts portfolio so as part of the experts authority marketing method process which i've developed as part of the way we serve clients at defy the status quo It's always really important to me to have an expert's portfolio. And this isn't something I keep private. And on my own website on defythestatusquo.com, it is my interviews and features page. If you go to my interviews and features page, you can see almost every video interview I've done, podcast interview I've done, any article I've contributed to, guest blog posts that I've written. You can see them all there. So it's uh, a a friend of mine, John Maggio from Hawk, Hawk Marketing, kind of called it like my speaker's resume. And that is true. So you can actually put these types of things into... Uh, your expert's portfolio. So if you've done a webinar, and you've made it gated, and it's evergreen, go ahead and add that to your expert's portfolio. But you can also take these small video segments that you've published on YouTube, or the, the blog post that you've created, you can also include those things as well. Because what's really important with video and all of the virtual events that are happening right now is people just want to make sure that, that you're not going to be boring if they invite you up to speak before their guests. So that is what video does. It shows People that you are not boring, and when we do eventually go back to, uh, when you do eventually go back to in-person events, these videos still matter. These videos are still examples of the fact that you know how to talk to people, you know how to tell a story, and you know how to entertain as well as educate, and that's what these videos prove. So we've covered a lot. You may need to go back and watch this again. Um, but the big thing is that once once you're done creating your webinar, once you're done creating these uh, this event style of content, you want to make sure that you look at how you can repurpose this content and continue to make it work for you. So before I go, I just want to check out what's happening in the chats. Looks like AJ and Sylvia are having a fantastic time in here. Um, yes. Okay, good. AJ, I'm glad that you're taking vacation. That's wonderful. Oh, Yep, Sylvia says she's gonna start thinking about infographics. See, we are a fantastic team. That's why you have, you have to build out a team and that does involve taking risk on people and some people aren't gonna be a great fit. But once you find that good fit, mm, wonderful. And you're like, Ruthie, well, how do I find a good fit? You're gonna have to experiment. You gotta shoot your shot. If you you know, you know shoot 100% of the shots, you don't take. Okay, so yes, yeah, so LinkedIn is 10, Instagram is 15. So IGTV is 15 minutes, that's right. Yay, trailer. Sylvia, you did so good on that trailer. Um, Yes. And they go right into that. And okay. So AJ, uh, the amount of time varies, right? And so that's why I do like to start from video first, because then I can take the transcription turn that into written content, I can take a video and pull out the audio content. So that's why I start from video because if I have a blog post, it takes more work, You know, then I have to create the video too. Um, so even if I'm going back through a blog post that was a transcript, and I'm adding extra content, it's nowhere near as much work. Um, creating the videos, we use templates here. Uh, because Sylvia is fantastic uh at manipulating them and putting in the content and everything. Um, but the beauty of the template is that if Sylvia was on vacation, if she was sick, Sylvia <coughs> knocking on wood, don't ever get sick. But if she was sick and I didn't want to wait for her to get better, which may or may not be my inclination, depending on how you know urgent the matter is, I can fill in a template. Um, and so templates are big. So we use Envato Elements. We're subscribed to that. And so we will pull templates that suit us. And that that video clip that I showed you, the trailer, was built from a, a template that we downloaded there. And then I found the the royalty music and supplied it. And then Sylvia whipped it up. I told her she like, was like, ooh, social media video. Ooh. Right? And then boom, now we, we have magical video that looks fantastic. So it does take time. And I think it's it's just determining how you want to prioritize things. And that's why I kind of ordered things from easiest to hardest. Um, but <laughs> thank you. Um, but it, it does take time, but you got to determine what it is that's most important. And it's something you can also put on, you know, in the plan, right? If, if you do not want to be the person to create it, then it can be something that's outsourced. And I think that's the beauty of it is all of these different pieces. Once you've created the main piece of content, the webinar, it's a matter of finding the people who can help you repurpose it at that point. Maybe like they couldn't have been the person to do that webinar for you, but can they help you repurpose the content? So therein lies the importance of outsourcing, which we actually do have a blog post or two about outsourcing for anybody else who's watching this. So thank you so much, Sylvia and AJ for being here. Uh, This was a lot of fun and thank you so much everyone for joining me for Marketing Monday. Um, I sent out the I sent out the email, the newsletter last uh, yesterday, but I do have a speaking opportunity, a speaking engagement coming up where I'm delivering a short workshop on the experts authority marketing method. So if you're interested in that, let me know. AJ, we constantly need to talk, that's, that's a joke. I'm glad you got a crying laughing face right there because that is like constantly a joke. Um, so yes. So if you're interested in attending that event, let me know, and I will make sure I'll be posting an event, um, and let inviting everybody. Um, but yes. So experts authority marketing method, showcasing your expertise. That's the title of my little mini workshop. And I look forward to seeing you there again. Thank you so much for joining me like, uh, comment, invite people to the group so they can see this. If you know somebody who's doing webinars and not doing a great job repurposing them. And I will talk to you all later.